Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Happy game day, Hokie Nation. Giovanni Heater joined alongside Kyle Marshak, Carter Hill, producing behind the scenes with you today on your Wednesday drive home. Thanks so much for being with us. We got it all covered for you. Men's basketball, women's basketball, and transfer portal conversation. TSL Today on a Wednesday starts right now. We welcome you in and thank you so much for joining us, however you may be listening, whether that be on Spotify, YouTube, we really appreciate it. Feel free to leave some comments and feedback down below. We always want to continue to improve the show and put out the best possible product. Kyle, let's go ahead and dive right into things here with our news and updates. A little bit of action going on in the transfer portal on the Virginia Tech side of things. First of all, they have offered a handful of different guys, um, and it's it's tough to really pick out which ones they're serious about, but it's all on Twitter, um, and you can check that out. David Cunningham uh, continuously retweets and, and, and has commentary about that, Chris Coleman as well. Uh, but let's right now focus on the guys that are transferring out of Tech. Tyler Matheny enters the transfer portal. He's the 12th Hokie to enter the portal. On top of that, Eli Adams enters the transfer portal. That makes him the 13th. Jamari Connor, uh, star safety for Virginia Tech, a captain this past season, uh, decides that he will forego one more year of eligibility and he will be entering the NFL draft. And this is a big one, though. Nasir Peoples is going to return to Virginia Tech next season. Feels like there's some unfinished business there. That is absolutely huge for the depth in the secondary of this Virginia Tech team. Yeah, I had that wrote down in my my notes too. For Peoples to want to stay is big, especially with Connor deciding to forego, forego that extra year. Virginia Tech is one of those schools right now where after a three-win season, everyone's just kind of packing up their stuff and, you know, ready to try and make that move to a, a bigger program. So that's just the fact of the matter right now. It's, it's pretty tough. Um, but you got to just trust that the coaching staff's going to handle the depth issues as well as they can. But people staying helps the secondary tremendously. So that's good to see. That's always good news yeah. uh, right there to have. No doubt about that. Uh, let's go ahead and move into men's basketball talk here. Virginia Tech welcomes the Dayton Flyers to Castle Coliseum tonight, 8 p.m. Tip off. You can watch it on the ACC network. Virginia Tech opens up as seven point favorites at home. Hokies come in eight and one on the season, six and oh inside Castle Coliseum. The Dayton Flyers on the other side. This was supposed to be their year. They said, well, you know, with the Obi Toppin season, they were disappointed that the NCAA tournament gets canceled. That was one of the best teams in program history for Dayton. That season gets canceled. This was supposed to be that year that they really bounce back, have a really good year, and have a very competitive team open in the top 25 this season. Since then, have not really delivered. 5-4 and four on the year. They're 0-1 oh uh, on the road. So coming into today, ESPN has Virginia Tech a 68% uh, favorite to win this ball game. Like I mentioned, uh, seven-point spread in favor of the Hokies. Should be a good crowd uh, at Castle Coliseum tonight. It's a Wednesday uh, evening matchup, but this was one of the premier non-conference matchups we had on the schedule. Yeah, I mean, after UNC, uh, I think the crowd's going to be uh, very good in Castle for this one, especially because 
after getting votes, I, honestly, I was shocked to see that the VT men's squad didn't kind of squeak their way in, maybe 25 or 24 in the country, but 29 ain't half bad. So uh, I, I'm not shocked to see a really good crowd tonight at 8 p.m. against the Flyers, a team that's, you know, kind of that perennial powerhouse out of the A-10 as well. So it should be a good one. Got to look out for uh, Duran Holmes the second uh, for Dayton, averaging 15.9 points per game, also shooting the ball 56% from the field, uh, and, and he can shoot it from three as well. They got another guy, Kamara. He's their forward on the inside. Um, that He's averaging almost 10 rebounds a game, uh, so he's going to offer a little bit of trouble for Virginia Tech, standing at six foot eight. so um, he's probably going to be who Mutz is going to be uh, tied up on, so Mutz and uh, Kamara will be an interesting matchup Tumani Kamara um, excited to see how that works out he's also averaging about two assists a game to Justin Mutz's four so those are two pivotal pieces that's going to kind of be the, the the matchup I'm looking forward to most um, and then Elvis uh, their guard really can facilitate the ball well uh, 10 points a game but also four rebounds shooting the ball uh, at 40 percent from the field so they're a well-rounded squad on the other side though Virginia Tech I think uh, has a lot of mismatches here and, and it, I think it starts with Sean Padula um, what he has done as far as getting the ball inside and using his post movability which sounds weird for such a small right. guard has been a difference maker because you're getting a lot of production out of the point guard position which is huge for him to perform well in the post and, you know, mid-range area in general because I think that will be probably the key to the game for the Hokies. They have to perform well in the paint. Now, Dayton's a really interesting squad because they press with a fast pace up the floor. Elvis runs that ball from baseline to baseline really, really quickly. So Virginia Tech has to keep up with that pace. On top of that, they're awkward with that because they press the pace super fast like they're a guard-heavy squad, but they aren't. Their top three scorers are Holmes, Mzeal, and Kamara. Elvis is the point guard, obviously. He's the fourth-highing scorer. Um, Holmes is 6'10", Mzeal is 6'9", Kamara is 6'8". Those are all forwards right there, all legit, like, four three, four, five type players right there. So I, as you alluded to, believe that will be the struggle for Virginia Tech. They have to out-rebound this squad. They've been getting out-rebounded. Um, I believe it's a higher margin for uh, Dayton as well. They're at about 38 rebounds a game, and we're at 35.9. So it's a slight difference there. That and just making sure you can score in the paint because it's a big team that they're playing. Tech is 8-7 and seven against the Flyers all-time. These two teams met a year ago in Ohio. Dayton won that one 62-57, a disappointing performance in a hostile uh, atmosphere last year in Ohio, but this time they got to come to Blacksburg. They also met in 2019-2020 in the Maui Invitational. Uh, that was a blowout win for Dayton. They beat the Hokies 89-62 to that day on, on Thanksgiving week. Uh, before that, the Hokies won 64-52 all the way back in uh, 1999-2000. So really in recent history, these two teams have met twice. Dayton has won both of them. They've been kind of an Achilles heel for Virginia Tech. So the Hokies trying to get over that hump uh, today with, with an opportunity at home against a struggling Dayton squad that really, on paper, they should uh, be able to beat here. Dayton comes into uh, today averaging 65 points per game, but they're a very good defensive squad. They're only allowing just under 60 points per game. Yeah. They're shooting the ball uh, 50, or excuse me, 44 percent from the field um and on the other side virginia tech averaging 77 points a game uh, 65 points allowed which still ain't bad and they're shooting the ball at 50 percent from the field which is very efficient yeah I, I think again it just comes down to general efficiency with their shot um, making 
Virginia Tech, when they do struggle, like that one loss they had against Charleston, they just didn't take care of the ball as well. They shot silly shots. We saw against Penn State that one they barely won in the Charleston Classic. They just really chucked up a lot of shots they didn't need to throw up. Um, They just need to stick to high percentage shots, taking care of the ball in the paint. And I think taking care of the ball is also a really, really pivotal concept for this. It's paramount to their success against Dayton because Dayton is a team that does not take care of the ball. They have a .97 assist to turnover ratio. So they just do not take care of the ball as well up and down the floor, which, again, I think falls into the fact that they are a big team that plays like they're guard heavy. So they try and move the ball around, but all their dudes are over 6'8". Well, you talk about taking care of the basketball. Tech is eighth in the country in assist to turnover ratio. Uh, So that is fantastic. That is uh, Tech is amongst the the best in uh, taking care of the ball and uh, being efficient offensively, which is obviously fantastic uh, to see. Looking at Dayton's schedule um, so far this season, um, Dayton has a couple of marquee, type games on their schedule. They just weren't able to pull them out. One against Lindenwood, one against SMU, lost to UNLV, beat Robert Morris, lost to Wisconsin, lost to NC State, lost to BYU. They've won two in a row against Western Michigan and Southeastern Louisiana. So you had a chance against Wisconsin, NC State, UNLV, who's a historic program, and and BYU, and you lost all four of them. Um, So, again, the struggle is there. Yeah, I had that down in my notes. It's, you know, when you are facing a powerhouse out of a smaller conference, you have to look at similar opponents and you look at the power five opponents. They just haven't been that successful. So they just haven't been that a 10 type of team that we've been looking for so far. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Again, I think with the dynamic, it's kind of like a boxing match. It's a matchup of styles. And although Dayton isn't necessarily very good at taking care of the ball, they're kind of inefficient in a lot of spots, very, you know, run of the mill NCAA division one type of program they do have the advantage of size and cleaning the glass better than virginia tech and that could be a difference maker but i'd like to think because virginia tech is really good at taking care of the ball they should be pretty fine against the flyers tonight all right virginia tech and dayton will do battle tonight it's eight o'clock tip off on the acc network right from castle coliseum after this we'll get you ready for virginia tech women's basketball acc opener in chestnut hill against boston college tsl today on a wednesday we'll be back in just a sec Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Welcome back here on your Wednesday afternoon edition of TSL Today. Giovanni Heater across the way. It's Kyle Marshak, Carter Hill behind the scenes today. Well, it's game day in Blacksburg, Marshak. We already touched on the men's side of things. Let's flip the script as the women's basketball team opens up ACC play on the road in Chestnut Hill against the Boston College Eagles. Six o'clock tip off on the ACC network. So if you're a tech fan, again, just like last week, you can watch the women play uh, and then you can watch the men play directly afterwards so nothing better than that um, this is a homecoming game for Taylor Soul uh, which is fantastic uh, Boston College product decided to transfer uh, to Virginia Tech and she has been absolutely huge a women a wooden award watch list uh, contributor this year uh, Cheryl Miller award watch list preseason all ACC uh, so so awesome to see her uh, on Virginia Tech she played uh, uh, a lot of a lot of good minutes at Boston College was a huge contributor there and now she's uh, got a little bit of a homecoming coming up. Yeah, it's the thing. The ACC or you know, some of the biggest conferences and like once the transfer portal opens up, you see ACC players go to other ACC schools. Like last year, just a random name that pops in my head, a big pickup in the ACC transfer portal was from Syracuse to Georgia. Well, everyone left from Syracuse a couple of years ago. Yeah. From Syracuse to Georgia Tech, Digna Stratman was a big forward pickup that went to Georgia Tech. Yeah. So that's just a random and example. And Emily but, Anxler went yes. from Syracuse to Louisville. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cameron Definitely. Swartz, who was a BC last year, went to Georgia Tech. So there are two top leading scorers left BC. There you go. Cameron Swartz, yes. He's Carter, very smart Carter guy. Hill. Great producer. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So Taylor Soul, uh, you know, completed uh, competed in the past four seasons at Boston College. She recorded 1,500 points, earned all ACC honors in each of the past three years, including a second team nod uh, in 21-22 after averaging 16 points and five and a half rebounds in 32 minutes of action per contest for the Eagles that season. Uh, just last year, Seoul led BC to a 21-12 and record, 10-8 and in the ACC. They reached the round of 16 in the women's NIT tournament. She scored in double figures and 30 games last Last season posted 20 points or more nine times and dropped a career-high 33 points uh, in a penultimate game of the season versus uh, Quinnipiac. Um, so it, Boston College means a lot to her, and she's she's verbalized that. It was hard for her to leave but wanted to take that final year of eligibility and go to a, a true con- contender. Um, and she is really meshed incredibly well with this women's basketball team. Uh, One of the leading scorers, first and foremost, but let the stats go to the side. I don't think anyone on the floor was more excited to see Amor score a triple-double than Taylor Soule, who hasn't been there the last three, four years. But she was she's that ingrained into the culture already of this Kenny Brooks program. I guarantee if you ask Coach Kenny Brooks, and I I guarantee this conversation's already been made before, the – team culture for such a talented squad number seven in the nation is unbelievable like they really do have all the makings of a team that can make a run and put virginia tech in the rafters of castle coliseum for the rest of existence with an ncaa championship they really have that and like you said with that example of taylor soul on amor's triple double that is a true example of leadership right there a girl who's more excited for her teammate than herself or anyone else's performance and she's only been there for now eight games Nine games, that is. So, well, before that. But, you know. (laughs) Absolutely. So, it's it's pretty cool. 
Tech is fifth in the country, tied for fifth with Stanford uh, for scoring margin, which is absolutely unreal. They're only uh, they're blowing everyone out of the water. The scoring margin is 32. So plain and simple, they're dominating. And it was more than that before a closer game uh, against Tennessee on Sunday just a couple of days ago. So um, plain and simple, Virginia Tech is the better team on paper. Uh, there's really not a whole lot to talk about here. Uh, Boston College, uh, seven and three on the season. Virginia Tech, according to Vegas, is 20, uh, 20.5 point favorites. So 20 and a half. Um, I mean, it, it, there's not much to say. No. Tech is the best team. They got to go out and win in dominant fashion. By the way, women's basketball ranked highest in program history, seventh in the country. And yeah. that can only get better if they keep winning. Yeah, no. So, you know, Boston College, seven and three, not a terrible team, but the levels are evident. The discrepancy between top 10 teams in women's basketball and the rest of the country are always you know, a pretty large margin and Boston college, not ranked, but a winning squad. They've had decent competition so far this year, but yeah, like I said, the discrepancy is definitely there. My two points, one BC also does not take care of the ball 0.7 assist to turnover ratio. Um, so that's going to be something that the Hokies will take advantage of. And two, you can't just brush this game under the rug because Virginia Tech is coming off of a close game at Tennessee, a Tennessee squad that has actually struggled this year, surprisingly enough. And then they're continuing this road trip. Like now they're up in Chestnut Hill. So they went from uh, Rocky Top out to Chestnut Hill in a matter of days. You know, they could be one of those games where the Hokies look back at it and they wish they could have gotten one back against Boston College because they're beat up from a road trip and they're facing a decent team in Boston College. But Again, odds of that occurring are, are pretty low. Girl to look out for for Boston College has to be uh, Dontavia, Dontavia Wagner. 12.9 points a game, 7.1 rebounds a game, an assist, uh, three steals a game. Um, so shooting the ball 42% from the field. Uh, does not take a lot of three-pointers, though, but she's definitely uh, that girl to watch uh, for Boston College. Um, they got some good talent. JoJo Lacey has been impressive. Um, Maria Gacton has been impressive. So they certainly have have some girls to watch uh, on this team. But, again, Virginia Tech just seems to be the better squad. Eagles averaging uh, 60, uh, eight, 69 points per game, um, 39 rebounds. Again, Virginia Tech averaging a lot more. Virginia Tech on the other side um, averaging – Let's look at the exact number, actually, to be exact. Uh, Virginia Tech is currently averaging 80 points per game. So there you go. Um, big big margin there, a whole, whole 12 points, and that goes back to that scoring margin. Um, Tech is the better team. I think Kitley gets out of a, a little bit of a funk that she had a, and against Tennessee. Two years against Tennessee, it just wasn't a great matchup for her. Um, but everyone else on the floor can contribute. Tech's still going to be without Ashley Awusu. And one one stat that really jumped out to me that I thought was interesting, Virginia Tech is amongst three teams in the country that had three Wooden Award preseason watch list players. Uh, it was Liz Kitley, Ashley Awusu, and Taylor Soul were the three of them. And the only other two schools in the country that had that, South Carolina, who's the defending national champions, and Tennessee, who is one of the blue blood programs of the sport. 
I thought that was incredible. Yeah, that's a really cool stat that you pulled up there because those are two really, really, really successful programs that you want to be in the same conversation as, and they are in all the right ways. So I think that really speaks for itself. Uh, It'll be really cool. You know, again, the discrepancy of talent on these rosters is evident. And just, you know, my final note for this game too, this could be a a game where you're kind of looking at accolades or maybe single game performances again to reflect upon. My guess is... Um, maybe Kiana Trailer because Owusu's not there, steps up alongside Amor to do her thing again. She led the way against Tennessee. And then this is a small Boston College squad. The tallest girl they actually put on the court because they do have a 6'5", but she's a true freshman, does not get minutes. I think the tallest girl they put in the court is only 6'3". Liz yeah. Kitley's 6'6", one of the strongest you know centers in the country, if not the strongest. So I think this should be a game where you look for Liz Kitley to put up a, a big single game performance as well. Conti Forum in Chestnut Hill, the site of tonight's women's basketball matchup. Seventh-ranked Tokies on the road against BC. 6 p.m. tip-off on the ACC Network. And then again, a reminder, the men tip off at 8 o'clock on the ACC Network against Dayton. So it's all Hokies on the ACC Network this evening. Thanks so much for joining us on your afternoon ride home. For Kyle Marshak and Carter Hill, I'm Giovanni Heater saying so long. We'll see you on Friday.